You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, Billy Bradley, Martinsville is one of the best tracks on the circuit. It is a true short track race. It isn't one of these, you know, Dovers, you know, it's just a mile or, or even like a Richmond. This is a short track. Um, and, and, and for years and decades, Billy Bradley, if you had a problem with somebody on a bigger track, where are you going to get payback? You're going to get payback at Bristol. You're going to get payback at Martinsville. Well, I, I, hey, there's a lot of people that got payback on their mind, Billy Bradley, after this race. Now, it wasn't the most exciting race that we had seen from a, from a leader's st- changing standpoint. But, Billy Bradley, once again, Martinsville delivered the drama, the action, and exactly what us fans wanted to see. Do you agree, son, or, or do you not? I agree with you. And, you know, it's okay that Martin Truex went out there and just whipped ass. I mean, you're going to have that every now and then in this type of racing. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it last year. Brad Keselowski did the same thing. I mean, I can appreciate a good ass kicking every now and then. Hey, when 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 a team is – listen, Martin Truex Jr. started to chase with a victory, and and he backed it up with another one. And here he is winning Martinsville. And, and listen, he would have won Martinsville before, but old Joey Logano had something to say about that. And and, <laughs> and Martin Truex, when, when a team is hitting on all cylinders, and I mean that in every sense of the word, it's nice to see something like that every now and again. They absolutely had it dialed in. That car was on rails. And it was it was weird to see because it, we haven't seen that kind of domination out there in a long time. But like you said, Brad Keselowski did it. But it's not often that that happens. But really, the, it was absolutely crazy up and down in the pack from from second place all the way back to 38th, which is where Chase Elliott um, finished, by the way. But we got to bring old Rob Lopes in here, the the number six team there, and Ryan Newman. By the way. I forgot to mention last week that Bluebird was sponsoring. Billy, did you see that school bus rocket running around the, the, the track? You couldn't miss it, could you? Yeah, it was <laughs> I loved it. It was like the fastest school bus you ever seen in your entire life. But Rob Lopes, you boys actually, I mean, let's let's give credit where credit is due. You guys built the hell of a race car, but. Uh, old No Neck Newman, son, he put that thing. What he he did exactly what an old veteran driver is supposed to do on a tough race course. He he raced the course and he raced his competitors. And I'll be damned if he didn't have a good top ten finish. Yes, and we came from the back. Let's yeah. not forget that we had a technical issue, tech inspection inspection issue, and we came from the back. We were down a lap at one point and worked hard to get that uh, lucky dog spot and. He drove it to the top 10 and kept it there the rest of the day. And, uh, I mean, like most of the cars come out of Martinsville, you're going to have a few marks on it here and there. And he raced – he did what he had to do as far as racing cats. I think him and uh, him and Kurt Busch put on a show for a while. Yeah. Side by side until one of them was just like, holy cow, you know. They got tired. I think they got tired of beating the shit out of yeah. each other. And I think that's what happened. I mean, and that's the kind of racing you like to see at Martinsville. And the fact that you can go side-by-side, side, lap mm-hmm. after lap there now, says a lot for the cars that are being built, says a lot for Goodyear tires, says a lot for the track prep. And, and I mean, and when I say track prep, I mean the fact that 
you can run two grooves there now. Yeah. You know, and you can hold your own. Well, it's funny, Rob Lowe's, because we've seen this 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 aerodynamic package make mile and a half entertaining. Mile and a half have never been entertaining. Well, mile and a half were kind of new, uh, you know, before all the cookie cutter, so to speak, things came out. It was nice to be able to see the speed, the the, the RPM turning for that long and that sort of thing. Well, now, I mean, then it got to the point where these engines just didn't break. They became boring. This this package is, is fantastic for the mile and a half. It's a little bit weird on these smaller short tracks, but but I gotta say, Rob Lopes, I listen, you are obviously the tire specialist. I would love to see a tire that wears out a little bit more at Martinsville. And I know Goodyear doesn't want a bunch of busted tires and that sort of thing. It's not good for business, but at some point, Rob, I think we gotta come together as a community and say, Okay, Goodyear, we know you can build the best damn tire you want to. But please <laughs> make us a tire yeah. that's not quite as damn I mean, you could have shot a a three oh eight bullet through that damn thing. I'm not sure that it would, would I mean it might have bounced off of it for Christ's yeah. sakes, but that is well, a very tough hell, tire. Hell, I, I wanna I wanna call her put a mile to test. I mean, hell he stayed out what, over a hundred laps? I think it was over 100 laps, yeah. Rob, go, what, what do you got to say about that? Educate well, me, son. Why, why would you? Tire is, is just so you know, that Martinsville tire is mm-hmm. the softest tire we run. Holy shit. Are you serious? It is the softest tire we run. And with Martinsville, see, Martinsville, especially with the, with the weather that we've had, or mm-hmm. that we had there, you know, we had, you know, mid-70s, and it rained. It rained yeah. Saturday night, and mm-hmm. it takes – when the temperatures are just right, that track will take rubber in 15 minutes. Yeah. And once that track takes rubber, it doesn't. you don't wear the tires out. We were getting, and I'm going to just try not to get too technical here, we were getting tire wear after 100 laps, and the tire wear, the, the amount of rubber that was coming off was less than 10,000, or, or I'm sorry, wow. less than... Yeah, we were talking minute tire wear all day because that is the softest tire we run. It always has been, and you because you need the grip. I mean, that is a it is a track position racetrack. It is a grip racetrack because those cats are hammering the throttle middle off. Yeah, and and they are just getting drive off. And like I said, that is the softest tire we run anywhere, to the point where I, here here's this, we get. All tire specialists get, you know, uh, depth off their new tires. Mm-hmm. And then when you run a tire, you get depth in those same depth holes again. You use the same set of wear pins, yeah. and that's how you determine your tire wear. Well, anything less than, like, 50 laps, mm-hmm. that stuff is so soft that you actually gain rubber because it swells. Oh, my God. <laughs> like you will get you will get negative numbers because your time your depth pin is now yeah. deeper than it was yeah. when you started. That's how soft that tire is. That's, you know what I, mean? I would have so never guessed that. I mean, that. as far as getting tire wear, as far as getting tire wear there, unless you turn that whole place into a broom finish yeah. concrete racetrack, yeah. and I'm talking about a broom that you might sweep up like corn kernels with yeah a, a brace of his hell you it's fall on and you scratch yeah. yourself it's it, yeah if you fell down you'd probably need stitches you know you'd have yeah. major abrasions yeah. uh, and but that's just i mean that's the nature of that racetrack but that's the tire you need there 
Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with what Goodyear's bringing to that racetrack. Nothing. Well, I can tell you this. I I, I thought it was Billy really, at the end of the race. I, I was sitting there and I was saying, you know what? Uh, poor William Byron. It sucks that he's restarting second all the time because second position cannot hold that outside line on a restart. Third place has got. And as soon as I tweeted that. The next three restarts, old Billy Byron stuck, kept on the second place out there. And I, it, it's, and, and I won't talk about Billy Brian, Byron just for a second here. I, Billy, that kid is, it, I mean, he's got a bunch of poles. He's raced up front. He's wrecked some race cars, had some, you know, some bad luck and, and shown he's a, a younger guy. But Billy, I think that kid is on the cusp of maybe turning into a pretty damn solid racer. I mean, I see him being, a Ryan Blaney type and, and maybe eking out a couple wins next year and, you know, picking off a win here. But I think, Billy, I'm watching that kid, and he's holding his own against NASCAR's best and doing really, really well, Billy. I, I see I see him as probably the most improved over the beginning of the year to to now, Billy. I, I, I mean, I don't know who else would be more improved. I mean, Kyle Larson's gotten better this year, but, I mean, Kyle Larson's a – I mean, he's a hell of a race car driver. Yeah, Kyle Larson's a, a young veteran in the sport, so yeah. I mean, we should we should expect that from Kyle Larson. But yes, I agree with you. And you know, it, it seems like last year we were talking about Hendrick Motorsports drivers. You know, they they weren't able to to really do anything. And this year, other than a few failures, I mean, they've all finished pretty good. You know, they've not finish two, three laps down. Billy, I think what we got here is I see an uptick over there and that sort of thing, but I, let's, let's just let's just get right into the the biggest part of this biggest part of this story. You know, I, I have long said that I, I drivers are in, inside a car. Uh, every driver takes that takes that is a badass, and they are definitely a hell of a lot more gutsier than I am. I rarely break the speed limit. Um, I think I've got three speeding tickets in my life. I don't um, I don't drive anything fast. Uh, in fact, hell, I don't even do it. Billy, you know me. I don't do. I don't walk fast. I damn sure don't run fast. I don't do anything fast. Uh, um, I don't even drink bourbon fast. I like to take my time because I'm going to be there all damn day, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not slamming shots and doing that stupid shit anymore. But I got to tell you, when Joey Logano comes out and he acts like this big, tough guy, and he, and he, Danny Hamlin apparently said, you want to go, and he kind of slap pushed him and all that kind of stuff. I, listen, those two idiots want to go and do something that's okay. I almost feel bad for the Penske crew guy that reached up there and jerked Danny Hamlin down, Billy, because I believe that the guy was – I think to me it looked like he fell, like he didn't really mean to to grab him and jerk him like crazy. I mean, he, I, he definitely meant to grab him and that sort of thing. But I, I think it kind of got away from him a little bit. But he got suspended, and really, I think that's one hundred percent absolutely what has to happen. You're not going to stop. And, and, and I can't wait for Rob to chime in here after you and I are done. But you can't have these guys going in and and part of being a driver. I mean protect your driver, that sort of thing. But I, at some point, you got to stop that stuff when it's against drivers, Billy. Now, do you think the guy warranted a suspension, Billy, or do you think that uh, NASCAR um, overstepped his boundaries? What do you think, Billy? 
I don't think based on previous circumstances he should have been suspended because mm-hmm. that's not the first time it's happened. Yeah. Yes, I think I think there needs to be something done. But, you know, I thought really hard about this situation. And, you know, it's just like a football team, their quarterback, you know, they're, they're going to go to bat for that quarterback if they like him. You know, somebody's <laughs> coming after him, they're going to protect him. Yeah. So I think the only way you get the crew guys out of it is you don't allow them on pit road till 20 minutes after the race. And I know that's not going to happen. And I know that's not feasible. That, you know, it's, yeah, I understand that. But I think that's the only way you're going to get them that's not going to be involved in something because it's just instinct. Billy, I'm going to protect your team. I'm glad you brought up the thing about the football players because here's here's my counter argument to that. Um, a quarterback is typically not like Ben Roethlisberger, who's six five, two forty, and is a pretty big stout dude. Typically, what happens is a six foot two, two hundred and ten pound guy is getting the shit beat out of him by a six foot four, 290-pound lineman, and that's when the other linemen jump in. These are 270-pound drivers looking at each other. I mean, there's, nobody needs to protect either one of those skinny fucks against either one of them. Let them little – I mean, what the hell? Let those two little bastards fight, but you got that big old boy from Penske jumped in there. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a little bit different in my opinion. So I, I definitely but understand look how little Danny Hamlin is. Well, I understand, but it's shit, a driver on, and it's not like, I mean, who's the biggest driver in the garage? I mean, Ryan Newman? <laughs> I mean, but but for every Ryan Newman, there's a dozen Willie Byrons. Um, <laughs> Rob Lopes, Rob Lopes, you are absolutely a team guy. I'm dying to hear your perspective on this, Rob Lopes. Tell me your opinion okay. on, on fights between drivers and teams. Yeah, let's go. I will try to keep it brief. And I'm just going to say that I've been involved in a couple situations very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And the fellow you speak of from Penske is a very good friend of mine. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I know how strong he is, and I know from experience. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I was involved in an altercation so many years ago, and he grabbed a hold of me yeah. to keep me from doing something that I couldn't afford. Yeah. And while I was trying to go forward, he was dragging me backwards. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember that movie, if anybody's seen that movie out there, that whole blindside movie, yeah. where where he blocks the kid all the way over the fence. Oh, uh, yeah. You can, you can equate that. I was trying to go forward. He was dragging me backwards. And I'm no small dude either. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So now, with that said, I think what happened is, and, and it's, it's funny you brought that quarterback thing up because this is something I was thinking about. When it comes to football, you can be going to the Super Bowl, you lose your quarterback, but you still go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You lose your driver to a suspension or an injury, your season is over. That's a good point. Over. That's a really good point. Over. Alex, okay. There's, there's been, and, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna relate a bunch of things that I've been reading on social media because everybody's got an opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. What NASCAR did, they did. I get it. And you know what? A one race suspension. Okay, I understand. Yeah. The man's 
the man from Penske's intentions were good. His yeah. execution, maybe not so much. And yeah. I believe that he grabbed a hold of Denny thinking Denny was heading forward. Yeah. And was trying to hold him back. Yeah. And what turned it and what it turned into is maybe Denny's not as strong as as uh, Dave Nichols thought he was. Yeah. And he pulled him over. Yeah. Okay. And it looked it, it honestly looked a lot worse than what it really was. Yeah. Okay. And all he was trying to do is keep them separated. He wasn't trying to do a damn WWE move off the top rope or the steel yeah. chair or anything else like that. Yeah. He was trying to keep that driver from getting at his driver. Why? Because you don't need your driver hurt. You don't need your driver suspended. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Good intentions, not so good execution. And I say all this because... Like I said, you lose that driver to suspension because of a fight or you lose him to an injury because he got into a fist fight or something like that, that's the end of it. That is the end of your season. So, like I said, those altercations tend to happen. And, yes, Billy hit the nail on the head with, you know what, you're a team. You're one for all, all for one, and you will and you will. Do what you need to do to protect your team, protect your teammates, and that driver is a teammate. That driver is your quarterback. And, you know, here, and here's the thing. I saw this on social media, and they were talking about crew guys don't need to get involved. Let the drivers do this. Let the drivers do that. Well, let me ask you a question. When you watch a Major League Baseball game, and here we are referring to stick and ball sports because, you know what, we're all sports. We're all sportsmen. We're all competitors, and we all have this fierce – the reason we're at this level is because we have this fierce competitive instinct inside of us. Yeah. And this is what we do. Now, you watch a Major League Baseball game, and some dude on the mound throwing a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, 95-mile-an-hour fastball, hits another, hits a batter, and that batter comes after the pitcher. What the happens after clear. The damn Everybody's bench is going after Why? Yeah. Because you're a team, and you've got your team's back. Yeah. And I don't care – what badminton players or whoever or cornhole <laughs> professional cornhole players want to talk about, oh, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. Well, you know what? You've never been on a competitive team if you think that's not the case. And while I get the drivers are the stars of the sport, they are your teammate. They are wearing the same thing on the front of their jersey that you have on your jersey. Yeah. And, you know, this might be an unpopular opinion, and like I said, Dave Nichols is a very good friend of mine. We've known each other for many, many years. And I appreciate what he did because I've been in the same situation. I don't think he meant to throw Denny to the ground the way it happened. But the fact of the matter was it was caught on camera and social media put pressure on NASCAR. Yeah. And that's my opinion. It might be an unpopular one, but that's my opinion. NASCAR took their steps. You have a seat, cool off for a week. Okay, fine. It is what it is, but I can promise you this: there's not a guy on that on pit road. There's not a guy in the garage that wouldn't have done the same thing, wouldn't have grabbed a hold of that man because he's going after your driver. Like I said, my opinion yeah. might be an unpopular one, but I can tell you this: I've got a competitive streak in me a mile wide, and I am not going to let somebody get to my guy because of whatever's going on. Go ahead, Billy. Go ahead. Here's, a, here's another thing. You know, you remember 
several years ago, Adam Stevens goes down to the 78 pit crew <laughs> yeah. box and tries yeah. to stir some shit. Well, so what happens when a crew chief goes to another team member's box and starts <laughs> something, and that crew guy says, well, hell, if I fight him, he's going to get suspended. Are they going to suspend the crew chief now? Uh, I mean, has NASCAR <laughs> set, set the precedent that high that they're going to do this every time it happens? Because you know – Anytime the drivers are doing it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Billy, Rob, I'm going to say this. As a team sport guy, um, I 100% applaud Dave Nichols for trying to step in his guy. I 100% get it. Like I said earlier, I think he did not mean – I don't think his intention was to do that. That's what happened. And I 100% believe he should have been suspended. I'm glad he was. But here's the other side of that. Rob Lopes, I love you like a brother. If you drag Denny Hamlin down like that and Denny Hamlin tears another uh, tears his knee up because he's already had one um, MCL injury, guess what, Rob Lopes? I-, I think you're going to have to be suspended for a hell of a lot more than one race. My problem with Dave Nichols grabbing somebody is it wasn't his fucking driver. If a team member wants to break up a fight, great. You either take a punch from a driver or you go get your fucking driver. You don't go after another guy's driver. And because if I was a, a an 11 guy, I went and found Dave Nichols, and I'd have said, okay, guy, you're going to beat up my driver? You're going to put my driver on the ground? Here's what's going to happen. If he would have gone after his man, then whatever happens, happens. But when he grabbed another driver, that's when I had a problem with it. Two drivers are going after each other. Control your guy. Don't control somebody else's guy. That's the only problem I had with what Dave Nichols did. I know he didn't do anything to – he wasn't trying to ruin Denny Hamlin's night or his leg or his career or anything like that. But it happened in a split second. And I'm glad it got caught in one respect on social media because now maybe we can talk about – I want to see Denny Hamlin get his ass kicked or kick Joey Logano's ass. That's what I want to see. Or I want to see a bunch of crew guys get into it. What I don't want to see is a crew guy going after another driver. I, I, that's that's the only thing in this whole scenario that I, that I absolutely disagree with, and I, and I won't change my opinion well, on because I want those guys to get in there and mix it up. Let, don't, just get it over with. Here, here, And here's the thing, and I'm not and I'm not bashing you and, like, like you said, I love you like a brother. But you know what? When you're in that situation, when you're in that situation, you react to what is going on. And yeah. he saw that man going after his driver. He wasn't close enough to his yeah. driver, so he was going to stop it any way he could. Yeah. And like I said, great intentions, poor execution. I want to know one what? thing. Those things, those things happen. I, I do want to know one he thing. He wasn't trying to hurt Denny. He wasn't trying to slam him to the ground. I think he grabbed a hold of him and thought that he was just going to pull him back, and he ended up pulling him over. I want to know, Rob, I want to know how much that son can lift. Because that son bitch pulled him down like he was a rag dog. A, I mean, listen, he's a beast. Like I said, from experience, he is a country strong son yeah. of gun, let me tell you. Yeah, that's he a guy who nobody doesn't... to be messed with. Yeah, he doesn't know his bench press number, Billy. He knows how many. He knows how big of a horsepower tractor he can pick up the rear axle on. That's that's what that son bitch does. He, he lifts up. A, yeah. I can lift up a Ford four fifty tractor. Oh shit! I mean, that's that's the kind of strength yeah, that some, guy has. There, yeah, there's that's some the kind listen, of you. 
don't don't sell these team guys short. Like I said, there's some tough summer guns in that garage. Yeah. And when it comes to the drivers, you know what? If y'all want to have it out, then have it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But have it out. Don't yeah. wait. Don't don't be the guy that you know. Don't be two of them standing there that one of them's scared and the other one's glad of it. If you're gonna talk yeah. it, then walk it. Exactly. Otherwise, well, say your piece. Keep your hands off each other and walk away. That's and it. See, Billy, and if you're put your hands on each other, then put your hands I, on each other. If you're not, then I, don't I, touch the other man and walk yeah, away. Exactly. I got another Good. take on this whole situation. You know, they, the 22 guys has got a right to be pissed at Benny Hamlin. They busted their ass all week on that car working on it. And what did he do? He slammed them in the wall. He tore their equipment up. So. I'm not no, saying that 22 got did. That's a whole other topic we can talk about yeah. as far as wrecking each other's race cars. This, and this is something that crew guys will agree with me 100%. You want to beat on each other and you want to wreck somebody on the racetrack and tear up a race car for no reason? Yeah. Nah. Sorry, man. You know, yeah. like, especially after the race, you see these guys running each other and fence each other and wreck yeah. each other and all that after crap. After the race, Let me yeah. tell you something. You, after the race, you want to pull that crap? I'll tell you what, boys. How about y'all walking that motorhome and jumping that million and a half dollar motorhome, each of you, and then yeah, y'all walk for that shit. And yeah. stop telling, <laughs> That's stop what I'm up the about. shit that we're putting 80 hours, 100 hours in, and all that craftsmanship in, and tearing yeah. it up for no reason. Well, here's what that's, I got to think about this whole thing. The, the 100%, the entire problem is because big old yellow belly Joey Logano tried to whatever the hell he did and walk away instead of sitting there. I mean, he talked that big ass game and then did that little hard ass push and walked away. And if that son of a bitch does what he, what he intends to, then they either have, uh, have it out right there. It's over. But by doing that cuss word, little move and walking away, that's where all the trouble started because he's a big cuss word. You want to put your hands on a man, stand there, put your hands on him and stand there. Don't put your hands on him and walk away. And I kind of agree with you. If you're going to talk it, then you better walk it. You either right. talk and walk away, or you put your hands on him and you stand there. And that yeah. goes for yeah, every well, damn one of walking away. He was already walking away when he kind of put his hand out. I mean, there was yeah. right. Don't put, your, don't put your hands. Don't put your hands on the guy if you're not going to if you're not going to stand there. Don't do the it. That, that's that's, that's rule one. number one. It doesn't matter who it is. That's right. It doesn't matter who it is. Let's stay in the same in the same uh, in the same stable as Joe Gibbs Racing. Let's talk about. As you, as you uh, can tell, I'm kind of passionate about all this, and I'm sorry to get my. I'm, I'm pacing around my house right now while. We're oh, I, I, listen! I love it, Rob Lopes. I wish this shit would happen every week. I love it when your blood pressure goes high. I get calm and cool, brother. I, I don't know. I just love the way. I love it when you get jacked up. Um, but we're gonna stay right here with Joe Gibbs Racing. We're gonna talk about Kyle Busch. He had a hell of a weekend. Todd Gilliland gets his win. And he says, yeah, Kyle Bush, stay in the Cuss word. motor home. And I died laughing. And, Billy, I'm going to tell you my take on this damn thing. So when when you – I'm a big – I listen, I've said it. I've bored people to tears on this thing. Um, I am very much into company culture. I can look at – I can listen to uh, 10 employees talk at their lunch, and I can tell you if they work for a good company – a medium company or a word. company just by the way they talk and they act. Well, Kyle Bush, um, he runs his company like he runs his mouth. And I, when you when you 
speak like that about the people you're around, you better have the balls to take that kind of cuss word from them or you're fired and you're just an asshole and, and nobody wants to work there to begin with. I don't really have a problem with what Todd Gilliland said. I'm glad he apologized for it because at the end of the day, he does, you know, drive over there. But, hey, when you're bo you, you do is what your boss does at every place you go. I guarantee you Todd Gilliland doesn't say cuss word like that on the radio if he drives for Penske, if he drives for Jack Roush, if he drives for Rick Hendrick. I mean, he doesn't say that shit on the radio anywhere else. It, but, but the company culture that Kyle Busch promotes over there, it doesn't surprise me Todd Gillen would say, stay your ass in the Cuss word. motor home. And, but I, I'm glad he apologized, but I thought it was hilarious, and it's exactly like something Kyle Busch would do, Billy Bradley. See, I don't think he should have had apologized because, well, I guess you no, I really don't because Kyle Bush <laughs> called him out first before. I mean, you know, like you said, you 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 get, you lead by example, and Kyle Bush has led by example the way he acts on the tracks on everything, and he hasn't changed. So give Kyle Bush that point that he's never changed, and I hope he never does because. He's great for the sport. But I, I don't that. think Gilliland should have had apologized because he just told Kyle Busch, hey, you told me I can't win in your equipment. I've just come out here and won this damn race in your equipment. Stay your ass out there in your motorhome and let me celebrate. The only reason I would agree 100% with what you just said, Billy, is if this is one of those situations where Todd Gilliland brought, brought the sponsorship over. I mean, if I brought the sponsorship over, I would feel like, well, I mean, okay, it's his sponsorship. He's basically paying for it. But other than that, I I think he's got to – I think he wants to drive somewhere else. He needs to come out and apologize whether he means it or not. None of us believe he means it, but, but, I, think, but I think he did. Rob Lopes, um, when you heard that, did, were you surprised by it? Did it catch you off guard? I'm assuming – You've only heard something said like that when um, the, the relationship is over. But what did you think when you heard that? Well, I, <laughs> I thought that was um, pretty serious. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a pretty – that's a pretty – and it's – it was – I can only say it was a heat of the moment kind of thing. Yeah. And, yes, you, what you said was the company culture. And, you know, it's funny – is today's life lessons by Lopes on my Twitter feed was lead by example, not by explanation. Yeah. So it's funny <laughs> that you say that because, you know what, Kyle's the kind of guy, he will not pull any punches, he will say what he has to say, and he said what he had to say to his, he said what he had to say to his driver. Yep. That, hey, I'm doing this. And, yep. you know, if y'all can't win in my equipment, then, you know, blah, 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 blah. So basically he threw it back. And I'm not saying right, wrong, or indifferent. He threw it back. If there's consequences, there's consequences. If there's not, there's not. Yeah. But if you're going to, if that's the way you're going to lead your company, then you know what? <laughs> you might have to eat a little crow. And maybe that wasn't the best. And it seems like this is this could be the theme for the episode is <laughs> and good intentions, poor execution. Cuss word. Rob Luke just named our next podcast, <laughs> Billy Bradley. <laughs>
Thank you for listening, and we hope you participate with us. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Google Play, and visit our website, sloppyyellow.com, where you'll find information on being a Patreon and helping our charity, weareyoumatter.com. He, he won the race. He did what he had to do. And, yeah, yeah anybody else, maybe they don't say that. I can promise you this. I think if you're driving for Rick Hendrick or Roger Penske or many other different owners, Maybe that doesn't come out, but at the same token, if you're driving for those fellows, Roger Penske or Rick Hendrick, yeah. they aren't busting your tail saying. Yeah, you you, you don't feel like you need to say it. that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. let's not let's there's not forget a, there's that. There's uh, cause and effect there. There's a definite cause and effect there. Oh, Kyle Busch used to run for Hendrick Motorsports, and that's part of the reason why he doesn't anymore. I mean, it worked out okay for Kyle Busch, but let's not forget why, yeah. I mean, his tumultuous time over there. Go ahead, Billy. Yeah. There's not there's not too many Kyle Busch talent that would leave Hendrick Motorsports yeah. and be as successful as they are right now. I mean, Kyle Busch is in a different league. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing. Successful no matter whose car he was in. Exactly. It just so happens. It just so happens that their relationship ended probably sooner than anyone thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was going to be successful no matter who he was driving for because he's that kind of talent. Well, KB2 had trouble with Todd Gillen. He also had some trouble on the track with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin moved him up the track a little bit, and Kyle Busch took exception to that and was really upset about it but guess what billy bradley um there was more to come old eric almarola and he um tussled around it's funny rob Lopes. you mentioned that uh you know the kyle bush or kurt bush and and uh, ryan newman raced elbow to elbow door to door neck to neck i mean for 50 60 laps at a time oh and my god it seemed, like it, other- it seemed like it took all day yeah, I mean, they raised we each like, other hard. We were standing there like, good God, somebody let somebody go. Yeah, like, and it was crap. amazing hard racing, but yet old Kyle Bush, he sees Eric Almarola, and he's just like, nope. Eric Almarola, after the race, Billy Bradley says, yeah, I'm going to make sure he has a tough rest of the playoffs. Now, you're Kyle Bush. You've had a playoff, which, by the way, we both called at the beginning of this thing, said he would, he would massively fail, and he's actually – failed more massively than I even thought, Billy Bradley. But when you get called out by your own driver, your 19-year-old driver in your truck race the day before, and then you get beat out of position by your teammate, um, and then Eric Almarola says, um, by the way, you're going to have trouble the rest. You've had a pretty bad weekend, Billy Bradley. Kyle, Kurt, Kyle Bush, he, need, he needs a hug. Or maybe he needs some of them damn M&Ms and a timeout. That might be what he needs. <laughs> yeah, some of those M and M's would be good for him right about now. I mean, <laughs> the poor fella, he can't put together a solid season, and it's basically because he's such a pain in the ass crybaby. He can't get over the mental the mental edge of his ass of this aspect. And if he if he could clear his damn head, if he could go see a sports psychologist, which by the way, Denny Hamlin did, and no, oh, by the way, he's. <laughs> um, he's second in the points right now, and and have been driving lights out. Um, I, I think Kyle Busch could probably be one of the greatest that's ever been. I mean, he's already one of the greatest that's ever been behind the wheel, oh, but I he could be up there even higher. Kenny Johnson, I think we could see multiple championships out of Kyle Busch if he could keep it together. If they ever shorten the season to twenty races or less, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kyle Busch is going to be hard to beat. 
and he's going to be hard to beat. Well, listen, this is all to say. Oh, I don't know if you saw this tweet, uh, Billy Bradley, but I was watching after the race. By the way, I, after what Denny Hamlin did when he uh, he, he he mocked um, uh, Joey Logano, I, I, you know, and, and we said earlier in the day, Billy, that you know I was kind of hoping. I mean, I'm kind of rooting for Denny Hamlin all of a sudden. I, I now want Denny Hamlin to win the championship just to throw it in Joey Logano's face. I think that would be hilarious. But the Kyle Petty said, you know what, with this chase and and or the, with the playoffs. I've never raced in these kind of pressure. And I said, you know, a quick scan of his career shows, in fact, he never did race with any pressure. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Billy, there is pressure from first place. The only person who's going to take a little bit of a breather is Martin Truex Jr. And I guarantee you at Texas, that son of a bitch is going to finish top five. But those second through 18s right now, are on the edge. It doesn't surprise oh, me that Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin got into it because it's just there is so much pressure now with these with this playoff, Billy. I freaking love it. We have manufactured because listen, if this was nineteen ninety eight, you would already know who the winner of the season would be probably by now. But we have no idea. All we know is Martin Truex Jr. is definitely gonna be there. Billy, I love the playoffs. I love all this drama and I think we're finally starting to see the rest of NASCAR nation enjoy it too. 100%. And, you know, Martin Truex got his win. He's still, I mean, he's set to homestead, but he's not going to go out these next two races and just lay down because he wants to go win them so no one else is guaranteed. He doesn't want his teammate, Denny Hamlin, to get a win to uh, have to run against him at homestead as deep down as, Everybody thinks he doesn't want to face Denny Hamlin right now in the championship or Kyle Busch. You know, he Billy, wants to make them earn it. If I'm Martin Truex Jr., I'm eyeballing Texas. He's a winner there. A and I'm like, I need to keep Kevin Harvick out of the victory circle because he might – I mean, he, he and Denny Hamlin are both damn good at Phoenix. And right now Kevin Harvick is out. And if he can keep Kevin Harvick from winning – if he can keep Kevin Harvick from winning Texas, because Kevin Harvick, I mean, listen, he's dangerous. And the fact of the matter is, all those guys everywhere. are everywhere. Yeah. And, and, he is and, dangerous and, everywhere. And Kevin Harvick no. is not that far out. I would I, – Martin Truex Jr. wants to win Texas because he wants to keep other guys out of it. And, and that's the pressure. We've never had pressure like this. Rob Lokes, I, I mean, you – we could hear it in your voice. You were like – Hey, it's business as usual. This is what it is. But that week after you guys didn't make it, you had a decidedly different take on on the race. It was like you guys are ready and focused, but you're like, God, the pressure is un. Is, we have never seen pressure like this in the garage. Yeah, it mounts, and and especially now because I mean, if you're a solid team, you know, like we. We had our hiccups in that first round, in the, in the round of 16. We had our hiccups, and that's why we didn't. And that's why we didn't advance. Yeah. Let it be said, we, there was three other teams that didn't either. Mm-hmm. And as the field narrows, that pressure ramps up. Yeah. And you know what? You you don't want to try to point your way into the final four. <laughs> you don't. No. You want to win, and you want to be like, all right, we're going. Yeah. And if you and if, and, you, and you guys are are on point with, you better believe Martin Truex. Those cats over there on that 19 car and a Joe Gibbs. Yes, 
They would love to have three Toyotas locked in the homestead. Yeah. You better believe it because yep. that is what that is what it's all about. Yeah. You know what? Let let them let them race for it. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. You know, we want the trophy in Huntersville. That's what they're thinking right now. We want the trophy in Huntersville. Yeah. We want all three of our drivers locked in. But I can promise you this: I really don't think Martin Truex, if he was leading the race, yeah. and the 11 or the 18 was a car length back, that he would pull over. I I, I agree I with you 100. percent I don't I don't think you so either. I mean? This the points that they, they sit right now. Um, Logano is in plus 14. He's in fourth. He got Harvey minus 14. Blaine minus 15. Um, and then Larson minus 24. Elliott, uh, basically Larson, my opinion, Larson and uh, uh, Elliott, they got they got to get a victory. Um, the, bottom Elliott, two, the bottom two, seventh and eighth. Uh, what is it? Larson and and, and the Elliott. nine and Elliott. Yeah. They have to win. They, they have yeah, to win. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 really weird because Chase Elliott, boys, he. Um, I mean, I mean, Chase Elliott just flat out. He had a rocket ship, and then they had to change the engine. Then he had another rocket ship, and he was running his way all the way up there, and it just um, yeah, had issues. And, and well, it's what was weird. the mechanical issue? I don't even know what happened. Well, he had an axle problem. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they came in on one pit stop and fixed one side and came in the other pit stop and fixed the second. But I, it's, it's, well, I it's, can it's, tell you exactly what happened. I picked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Billy Bradley, I talked myself out of Martin Truex Jr. took Kyle Busch. So you're 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 in. I, I didn't do much better than you. Um, but, uh, but 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 those two guys absolutely have to have. They absolutely have to have a victory. We're going to Texas, and and Texas is you know they changed turn two a couple years ago, and and now I think everybody is used to it. I don't think we're going to see any big crash boat direction there, but. Uh, boys, the weather is going to be a factor. Pack your long johns there, Rob Lopes, because it's going to be cold as shit. Um, the weather is not very good whatsoever, and it is always windy at Texas, as you know. Billy, as those cars come down the backstretch, um, they're going to have a headwind of about 40 miles an hour, and um, it is going to be a slightly with big-ass um, spoilers on the back and all this. I think we're actually probably – listen, we know this mile-and-a-half package works good when it, in cold conditions. Uh, it's, um, it's rumored to be 15 degrees on Friday. I don't know if you've heard that yet, but it's, it's rumored to be very – yes. It's rumored to be very, very cold um, coming in there, uh, like bad wait, cold. Wait, wait, wait. On Thursday, the 31st, is going to be 33 with a wind chill up to, uh, up to 15, uh, 15 degrees. What what is it, what what are you on TMZ weather? I mean, what kind of graffiti plate <laughs> crap are you reading, man? Oh my God! All right, let's get back up with the uh, hang on, we're running forty six forty. Man, right. we need to get back on topic because this ain't <laughs> this ain't Weather Channel. We, I mean, we're gonna have yeah. to call somebody on that. All right, so it's going to be, let's put it this way, it's going to be a high of, of, of the mid-50s. It's going to be a high of the mid-50s on race day, um, and that's going to be decidedly cooler than, than than we ran out there in the spring. I think we've got a good race coming, but the fact of the matter is there are eight drivers that absolutely are dying to win, but guess what? There's 37 of them that want to win, too. And, 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 and listen, 
Ryan Newman has done nothing uh, but um, uh, but continuing to impress, except for uh, was it Dover? Um, Kurt Busch uh, continued to impress uh, coming up here. All these guys that are you know that were started in the chase or the playoffs and hadn't made it. All these guys want to get in there and win. You got guys like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. That is he's got a ride, but he's trying. There's so much for these guys to prove. Eric Almarola, Daniel Suarez. Let's talk about Eric Jones. Those guys right there, they need Victor. By the way, we have to talk about this. The biggest Cuss word. blunder I have ever seen as a NASCAR fan watching a NASCAR race, Billy Bradley, is the 14 comes down pit road with a flat right rear tire, and they change both Cuss word. left and send them back out on the track. What? I mean, what? How in the hell? And they're like, well, it's got to be the spotter's fault. Really? Because the whole team looked at two tires that were not down and sent his ass back out on the road. I mean, somebody that wasn't four feet from the car couldn't tell that the the lefts were good. Billy, Rob Lopes, have you ever seen a team pit for a flat tire and not change the flat tire? Um, I'm going to go with no. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the call was there, or maybe the driver gave him a bad report, and you know, I maybe, I you know, I I wish I had a better answer. No, it doesn't I matter. Know, it's I, embarrassing. I know what the driver's saying, "Hey, man, I got a left rear. I got a left rear." And since there's no liners there, when you have a flat, you can see it. It is quite obvious. And yeah. come down pit road and change lefts and be like, hey, man, these are up. All right, boys, we're going to take our lumps, change right, even though you got to go backwards around the car and all that sort of crap. Yeah. That seemed to uh, – it was – that's crazy. But, it, it, hey, man, I mean, I, I, I wish I had a better answer, but that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It's a first. I hope to God we see it more often because it was Cuss word. hilarious <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Bradley. It was uh, just that. I mean, you're talking about the 14 team who got stuck on the apron um, at Talladega, by the way. It was running a good race, got stuck on the apron, follow it up with Martinsville where they change, they come in a pit, change two good tires, and leave the bad one on. I mean, I've never seen shit like that before in my life. But the 14, needless to say, the 14, <laughs> they are so embarrassed they want to come out and do well billy bradley um on him to get stuck on the curb at martinsville <laughs> after his tire went down and then have to just put him on the hook and he'd be out of the race but i think old rob lobes didn't rob lobes win he, you took denny hamlin didn't you rob uh man i don't know i don't write that stuff down i leave them stats up to you guys i just i think you try to pick that. stuff that i that i feel you uh <laughs> you know what have- um, Rob Lopes. I think you I absolutely. Think I Denny Hamlin in there. You, you did. So um, I've got four wins. Rob has two. Billy has one. Billy, we're starting with you. Actually, we'll start with Rob because Rob, uh, Rob got the victory there. Go ahead, Rob Lopes. Who who are you picking as your winner, and who are you picking as your dark horse? I'm going to tell you this: Kevin Harvick is going to be the winner in Texas. Mm-hmm. And ugh, dark horse, man, that's going to be tricky. Man, because uh, don't you do it, Rob? Look. Heck, <laughs> what do you, what do you think? I'm, a, I'm not gonna pick Chris Busher, man. Calm down, uh, boy. I'm, I'm, I'll let you have that one. All right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Clint Boyer because they're knocking on the door. And if there's the thing of it is, is 
I mean, it's it, it's going to be tough for these non-playoff guys to win this race because them playoff cats, have, yeah. they are frothing at the mouth. So yeah. it's going to be tough. But uh, I'm going to go with Clint Boyer, Kevin Harvick, Clint Boyer. All right, so you got SHR all the way. Go ahead, Billy Bradley. Who you got some? Danny Hamlin, Jimmy Johnson. Whew. Nice. Hey, Jimmy's tough there. Listen, Jimmy's Jimmy Johnson tough. has won me several hundred dollars at Texas Motor Speedway. <laughs> that dude, I think, won um, two races in a row, and I happened to pick his damn uh, pick his number out of the out of the thing. Um, you got Although Denny it Hamlin. Like picked Chase Elliott, and just so he could screw up and get out of his <laughs> because Jimmy well, Wag thinks he's going to win the championship. All right, here's what I think is going to happen, fellas. <laughs> I think a Penske driver is going to come up there, and I, I would have taken Harvick. I would have taken uh, Denny Hamlin. Um, I think Martin Truex Jr. is the next, um, the next solid. I believe he blew a tire there, though, if I'm not mistaken, last fall. But Martin Truex Jr., but Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, those I, I would take. I'd be happy with either one of those four. I'm going to go with. God damn it! I'm going to. Uh, Matt is your strong suit, right? I got you. I, I'm. I'm going to. I'm. I want to take Blaney, but he's too hey, damn young. Hold on, before you pick. You do oh. realize they piled on the Penske cheating here in the last little bit, right? Billy, I listen. You and I talked about that via via text a little bit. I, they they <laughs> absolutely they absolutely did. And ever since then, it's it's no wonder that they uh, the only the only victory they have is um, is Talladega. But I I I, I can't do, I can't do it. I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. back to back. Um, I think Martin Truex Jr. Big, wants to seal his. Um, I think he wants to seal his. His his status as a as a premier driver, and I think he, I went in two races this deep in the chase. Not only gives them um, a, a ton of momentum, but it makes a very hard driver tough to beat even tougher. So I'm going to take Martin Truex Jr. and then I'm going to take. Oh my God, I I I, I really want to take Almarola. And I'm going to take Eric Almarola. I'm going to take another Stuart Haas Racing guy. We're leaving Daniel Suarez out, but I think I think I think Stuart Haas Racing is going to have a, a hell of a day out there. Rob Loeb thinks it so much. He took um, the four and a fourteen. Billy Bradley, you have yep. um, we have uh, oh, the 11, 11 and the forty-eight. I am taking um, the nineteen and the uh, the ten. Uh, fellas, it's Rob Lopes. It's not going to be near as cold as what I thought it was, but it's still not going to be. Um, it's still not going to be uh, warm sunshine. Now, You're going to have to deal find, with little, What's that? I did find in the mid twenties feel like temperature at Saturday. Yeah, but that's like Thursday, man. Let's calm down. No, that's that's, like that's Saturday. That's Saturday, but Friday and Saturday. Um, yeah, wear me slick, man. You, you're gonna be cold. I mean, <laughs> hey, that fire suit's hot, man. So uh, I mean, I you don't wear a fire suit, but that hard but that uh, huh? yeah, you know what? Yeah, you, you better need have to go. a. Hey, if you're going to hard eight, you better have a jacket on standing in line. That's for sure. Because <laughs> the meat sweats ain't even gonna protect you from that cold. I'm saying a lot. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. It could be negative 20 on Sunday. Rob Lowe's sweat is gonna smell like the hard eight. I promise you. There's no doubt hey, about that. 
It'll smell like hickory wood. I can tell you that for a fact. Oh damn! I like. To, I don't ever eat pork chops except when I go to the hard eight. And you damn right, I have them dip it in the butter. So I'm shit. Um, <laughs> there, there ain't nothing. There ain't nothing else like it. Um, boys, for um, damn, I had something good for the community, and I forgot what it was. And it was something that I, something that I saw, and something I saw, and it was super easy. I can't remember. I can't remember what the hell it was. Either one of you guys got something for good of the community? No, man, I've been... I do. If Billy no, doesn't, I do. What you got, Rob? I, no, saw, I saw something. I saw a sign in a restaurant that I'd never seen before. And we're we're coming up into festivity season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people having a good time and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and especially, you know, race fans, you know, I mean, you... you you roll into Martinsville at 11 o'clock, you know, 9 o'clock, whatever, and there's cats walking around carrying blue cans and it's not a Pepsi. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. But, hey, let's be smart about this. If we're going to indulge, be smart. You're smarter than that. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Don't. There's plenty of people you can call, Uber, Lyft, a cab, your buddy, somebody. Because the last ride you want – the ride you don't want is in one of them cars that has a cage between the back seat and the front seat, and yeah. you sitting on your hands. That's bad, okay? So let's be smart. If we're going to have a good time, then have a good time, but keep it a good time. Let's be smart about things because it's not just you. There's a lot of people out there that you could hurt too. So let's be smart about it if we're going to play. I love it. This is definitely the season where indulgence um, happens when you get around family and friends and and parties and festivities. Let's all be safe. I think that's a fantastic one because, quite frankly, um, it can sure ruin, I mean, not just the holidays, but it can sure ruin a life, several lives. There's too many options out there now for for that to even be, uh, be thought about. Yeah, amen. Exactly. All right. I agree with you, Billy. For Billy Bradley, for Rob Lopes, I'm Datto. Let's go to Texas, y'all. Let's put on our big hat with uh, with maybe a toboggan on underneath it. Let's see some damn fireworks and racing out there at Texas Motor Speedway, boys. How do you say? I think we're going to see it. Heck to the yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails. Take a listen to Datto's new favorite song, Bougie by Mixpack. Can you just, like, chill for a second and stop being bougie all the dang time? Let's have some fun, all right? Let's go. Bottoms up. Slow down, slow down. Drinks on me. Oh, oh, oh. on. I'm the party my crib. But this girl on my right shit. Why well, you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie. Why well, you gotta be so bougie? So bougie, bougie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta chill. Need to relax. Not everywhere. A VIP pass, keep it up, you'll have no real friends left, designer goals aren't gonna earn you respect, just stop, you're being too loud, your trash talk won't make your mama proud, snap, snap, show your picture perfect, fake laugh, back up, you ain't even in the limelight, bottoms up, slow down, slow down, drinks on me, oh, 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 oh. later on, after party my crib, but this girl on my right shit, why you gotta be so bougie, so bougie, bougie, why you so damn thirsty? Oh, he got a rolly. Now you so damn basic. Man, I ain't saying you a gold digger. But what you doing at SLS when you stay at Azul?
So bougie, so bougie. Why you gotta be so bougie? 